0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hit my music.
1: You're listening
0: to Music of the Map on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 146, and it's the 2022 Halloween Spooktacular, sponsored by HelloFresh. And today I am joined by a first-time guest here on the show. He's a contributor at Voices of Wrestling. It's Alex Wendland. Hello, Alex. Andrew, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very, very good. Thank you for having me on the show. It's uh, good to talk to you, sort of, in person? (laughs) Sort of, sort of, yeah, I suppose. Um, Actually, I was thinking about this earlier. This is not the first time we podcasted together. Because a few years ago on the flagship Patreon, you, me, and Rich did a watch-along of Halloween Havoc 91. So uh, here we are together again, Alex. Yeah, perfect. That's... uh... That was
2: a throwback. I thought you were going to say we did one of the omakase drafts together, but, uh, uh, yeah,
0: you, I remember that now. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, although I will say, unfortunately, uh, there is no Chamber of Horrors match this time around, sadly, uh, or Oz, or the Halloween Phantom, or the Patriots, but um, we'll still keep the Halloween spirit going here, Alex. How about that? A couple of these songs are a Chamber of Horrors. Oh, folks your servers the man has some jokes my goodness but uh, <laughs> um well let me ask you this since it's your first time on the show here uh, how did you become a wrestling fan how did you get into it um
2: that's that I, I i've kind of been a fan of wrestling as long as i can remember right i remember sitting in my living room 5 or 6 years old and just going through the the channels with my mom and and wrestling was on and I think I made her stop. I don't remember exactly. I honestly don't remember if it was cable television or the video rental store that got me into wrestling first. It was one of those two avenues. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a part of my life as long as I have memories, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, has music played a big part in your wrestling fandom at all? Um. I wouldn't say it significantly. Like it's obviously
2: uh, a great accent, and it makes things better, but um, it hasn't been a, a driving force in my uh, wrestling fandom. I would say. All
0: right, I'll just uh, end the episode right here, uh, Alex. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate <laughs> you carving out the time. Oh, I, I, I tease, I tease. Of course, I, I tease. was. I was <laughs>
2: very jealous that um, Rich got to do the uh, No Mercy. Uh, episode because oh, music memories, I right, think, right. Yeah, I, I, I think that is the defining song of pro wrestling for me. Is the dig diggity dog?
0: <laughs> it's a catchy one, that's for sure. It'll, uh, it'll stick with you for a long, long time. Yes, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, Alex, uh, like I said earlier, we are here to do the Halloween spooktacular. It's an annual tradition here on the show during October where we talk about uh, spooky, scary, creepy themes, or themes for wrestlers befitting the Halloween season. Uh, Costumes, masks, things of that nature. Um, Let me ask you this, Alex. uh, Has there ever been a time, maybe when you were a kid, where something in wrestling has scared you? Not like a bad botch or whatever, but like a wrestler or an angle where it kind of freaked you out.
2: Uh, I was just the right age for Kane. Mm. Um. And when Kane debuted, and they'd come through town, and you'd go, and there, you know, the fire on the turnbuckles uh, was was pretty terrifying when you're a young kid. And uh, uh, yeah, just Kane was the closest I think to being properly freaked out by something spooky in wrestling.
0: Yeah, that was me as well as a kid with uh, Kane, but uh, it was like oh three, oh four, unmasked Kane where he was, like, you know, tombstoning Linda Man on the stage and uh, electrocuting Shane's nuts with a car battery right. and uh, crushing Shawn Michaels' throw with a chair, stuff like that that kind of just, you know, freaked me out as a kid. But, um, yeah, and then when
2: he's unmasked, you also had to look at Kane.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty gruesome sight, absolutely. Um, <laughs> now, you have a young son. Uh, does he watch wrestling at all?
2: Um, not
0: really. Uh, he's a
2: little young. He's just two. Uh, he's got one of the, um, Kenny Omega wrestling buddies, uh, and that gets a lot of work in the Wendland house. Um, and he, he generally catches like the first segment of dynamite before I take him up to, to go to bed. Um, and then I leave the TV on so the dogs don't bark at every car door in the background. Right. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of his exposure now. Uh, I think in the next couple of years, we'll, we'll increase that a little bit. And then, uh, actually, we we also bought the Friday Night WrestleFest kids book that uh, Steve Case um, recommended.
0: Cool, cool. Well, you know, I always love at a wrestling show when a big, scary wrestler comes out and they go up to a little kid in the crowd and the kid just starts crying their eyes out and screaming their head off. And yeah. there's always the parent there that is just laughing their ass off at the kid freaking out. <laughs> I mean, that that could be you, Alex, one day, all right? I'm just saying, it could be you. Someday, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, yes. Well, uh, let's get to these themes here. Uh, we have five on the docket, as per usual. And uh, we'll start off not with a wrestler theme, but a match theme, because this is the WWE cage-lowering music. Uh, whenever they lower the steel cage... Or Hell in a Cell, or Elimination Chamber. This is the music they play. So, off of WWE Uncaged 9, this is Jim Johnston with Imminent Danger. So this is a pretty iconic piece of music. Uh, it's been around for about 25 years or so, and it's iconic in its simplicity, really. There's not much to this one at all here, just that steady drone, doom, 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 over and over and over again. And it's meant to build up the tension and give off the sense of, of foreboding and, uh, well, imminent danger. So there you go. Um, and it does it without going too overboard or in your face with it. You know, It's not like it's, you know, Oh, Fortuna, Send Fe, that's... It's a lot more low key than that, and you know, if you're doing a steel cage match, or Hell in a cell or whatever, and you want to convey that this is a dangerous match, beyond just saying it's dangerous, then giving it its own dramatic music is a good way to do that, Alex.
2: Yeah, well, I was personally hoping we get a little bit more opera uh, from you there, <laughs> um, but this song is just memories, right? Like this is big match; it's about to go down in, uh, you know. My childhood, right? Like that's that's tons of memories for me. It's um, uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, Hell in a Cell. Um,
0: That is that's what this music is to me, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Again, it's it's a very iconic piece of music, and it's one of those things where I think the modern presentation adds to it as well because you have the music, but you also have the shots of the cage slowly descending from the ceiling. And the spotlights are all on it. That, that's a lot more exciting than the old days where they would just have the big blue cage up on the ground. Um, not much fear in that. You know, a guy with a wrench. Do, 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 do. My, my God, King, what an evil structure this thing is. You know, <laughs> not, not not much room for uh, dramatic music in that case there, Alex, I don't think. <laughs>
2: no, not, not much of a need for it. Um, and I also didn't realize that this was that they were still using this for Elimination Chamber matches. I didn't realize that it was around
0: for that long. Oh, yeah. To this day, they still use it for the uh, the cage matches and all that stuff, for sure. Um, wow, it shows now... how much
2: WWE I watch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you know, back in the day when this song was first being used, it wasn't just as the cage music. They would play this on pay-per-views for the main events in, like, late 97, 98. They would show the wrestlers backstage walking to gorilla position for their entrance so, like Brett and Sean at Survivor Series 97, you'd see Sean exit the locker room and walk backstage towards Gorilla, and you'd hear doom do 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 and same for Brett as well. So um, that also does a good job, I think, of adding to the tension and and anticipation for this you know whole affair and making it feel like a really big deal, Alex, you know
2: Yeah, this is this is big match music. And should we should we take a moment to have a, a Jim Johnston? uh conversation because this is like if Jim Johnston did Halloween, it would sound (laughs) like this, right? Like this is his version of the Halloween theme, which is timely because we got the new Halloween movie coming out. Um but it very much seems like you know there there is a spooky element to it. So it's perfect for this, but it is um it's really situational because uh like you said it's it's like pure big match um pure big match
0: music Mm -hmm, for sure. And uh, this would also inspire AEW to have its own cage lowering music, which um, I think they only used once for Cody Wardlow, the first one. Um, But that one is similar with the dramatic droning music, but it, uh, it also has like tribal drumming in there as well. So it manages to, you know, give its own spin on it there, Alex.
2: Yeah. I think we should have more um, dedicated tunes for uh, moments, right? Like the, we should have intermission or interludes, maybe. I don't
0: know. I like the I like the the, the themes for for moments. Mm-hmm. Like a, a guy sets up a ladder in a ladder match, do bit-a-da-da-da-da. Just to, you know, exactly. a little, little spice there for you, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, some some game show uh, uh, shenanigans going on. That'd be fun. So it'd be
0: a real G C W thing. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um Up next, we're going to go to WCW, but not just any WCW, 1999-2000 WCW. Yes, strap in, folks, because we're going to talk about the Kiss Demon, and the Kiss Demon's theme is by, you guessed it, Frank Still no, wait a minute, no, it's it's (laughs) by Kiss, of course, it's by Kiss. Uh, Off the album Destroyer, this is God of Thunder. Okay! it shouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why they picked this song uh not just because it's kiss obviously but um this song is the signature song for gene simmons he sings it his kiss character is the demon it all lines up there um now your mileage may vary on how much you enjoy the band kiss and all their uh cheesy rock and roll goodness i like them but i also know that they're not exactly bob dylan In the songwriting department. Um, I'm the lord of the wastelands, a modern-day man of steel. I gather darkness to please me, and I command you to kneel before the god of thunder and rock and roll. The spell you're under will slowly rob you of your virgin soul. No, it's not Proust, but it is what it is. And with the Kiss Demon, there's really no other choice in music here, dox. Yeah, I mean, so Kiss is
2: a band for me, right? Like... (laughs) <laughs> the theatrics, even though uh, pro wrestling being such a big part of my life, never really uh, hit for me. I like some of the hits, right? Uh, Detroit Rock City, uh, Rock and Roll All Night, Love Gun, like those are those are good songs to me. Um, this does not feel like it should have ever, at any point, really been a hit to me. It doesn't
0: doesn't have the juice in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not much of a you know a fun time party song that other KISS songs are. I agree, yeah. Um, But listen, if there's any band that emphasizes style over substance, it's KISS because the bells and whistles, the makeup, the pyro, the costumes, all that stuff, that is all way more important than the actual music. And that's true for a lot of wrestlers as well. I mean, we just had Bray Wyatt come back to WWE. That's a pretty big example right there. I mean, with the lore, the masks, the costumes the puppets, the spooky magic, all that is the important stuff. And the actual wrestling, eh, not so much. So, Kiss and wrestling, it's a natural pairing, I think. Um, Even if the Kiss Demon didn't really work out in the end, Alex. Well, maybe the Kiss Demon was proto-lore. That's Ah. a great point, Andy. I mean, the band does have its own kind of lore with the characters, you know, uh, Starchild, and the demon, Space Ace, the cat. I mean, you're onto something there, Alex. I think so. Um, The Kiss Demon walked so that, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt could run. <laughs> well, I don't know about run. Uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe walk slowly with a lantern, perhaps. I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the Kiss Demon walked so that uh, Bray Wyatt could walk and brawl. <laughs> exactly. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Um, well, the Kiss Demon. People may not know this. Uh, this was apparently supposed to be part of this whole big crossover between WCW and Kiss, and there was going to be like an entire Kiss stable of wrestlers, and there was also supposed to be a New Year's Eve pay-per-view called New Year's Evil that was half KISS concert, half wrestling show, and the demon was going to main event it. I am, and This is news to me. Well, none of it happened. None, none of it happened because uh, KISS performed this song live on Nitro for the KISS demon debut, and they hyped it up all big, and it bombed horribly in the ratings. One of the lowest Nitro ratings ever at the time. And then a month later, Bischoff got let go as president, and he was the one behind this whole crossover deal. So the character was pretty much DOA. Um he still wrestled, still had the song and the costume and all that, but he was just called the demon. There was no more crossover after that, Alex.
2: Yeah, that's um I had no idea about the, the faction plans. That is uh I would love to have seen them follow through on that, right? Like it's not gonna save the company because, you know, Kiss is a thirty year old band at this point. But um, it it would have been it, it would have been a much better story, uh, even now, right? Um, there at least would have been some novelty to it, um, and it's too bad that you know bombing once really killed the whole thing. Um, even if it was never going to be, you know, a big hit, um, would have at least been interesting.
0: Hmm. I'm trying to think of who would be the other wrestlers to play the KISS wrestlers. Um, well, the cat, I mean, Ernest Miller. There you go. That's, Easy. That's the obvious pick right there. Um, Space Ace, I mean, Juventud Guerrera, a pretty spacey guy, I think. He's a good pick for that one. Um, now, Starchild, Paul Stanley. I'm trying to think of who could play that one. Um, you know what? I mean, Brad Armstrong. I mean, that guy had just a million cartoonish gimmicks in WCW over the years. You know, Arachnoman and... Candyman and Bad Street and, and Buzzkill and all that stuff. So uh, probably him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, he would have been good.
2: I think that's something that, uh, you know, maybe you can do like a, a Billy Kidman
0: in that role. That could have been oh, fun. Oh, that's good. That's good, yeah. Maybe uh, go for a young demo perhaps with a younger guy, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, at that point you also... Wait a took... minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Billy Kidman, the Shooting Star Press... The Star Child, Alex, you nailed it. You no, got it, goddamn! <laughs> no, I. You picked up what I was putting down. There you go, my friend. There you go. Well, uh, well, well. The guy playing the demon is Dale Torborg, uh, but originally it was supposed to be, I think, Brian Adams. You know, Crush. Oh, right. Really? He was the original choice for the demon, I think, but uh, it went to Torborg instead. And he uh, actually showed up last year at Bound for Glory as the Kiss Demon in the Gotland match, which was, you know, pretty cool to see. I think so. There you go. Yeah.
2: Well, when, when you, um, when I saw you put this on the list, I did a little, uh, kiss demon research myself. And it turns out Dale Torborg is a coach in major league baseball for the Chicago White Sox these days, health and, uh, strength and conditioning guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in TNA back in the day, uh, he had a match in one of the pay-per-views with Lance Hoyt. It was the, uh, the base brawl match yeah. with, um, AJ Brzezinski in his corner. Right. So uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. But, um, But speaking of baseball, let me tell you about a home-run company called HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Just subscribe to HelloFresh and you can check out. Save money off your fall to-do list because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping as well. And with HelloFresh, there's always something new on the menu to enjoy. Family-friendly, fit and wholesome veggie recipes. And for you vegans out there, good news for you, HelloFresh is now offering vegan recipes on the menu every week, made without animal products of any kind like dairy, meat, meat, eggs or honey. So enjoy meals like sweet chili tofu bowls or spicy coconut curry stir fry. Yum. And as I've said before on the show, I am no expert in the kitchen, but HelloFresh helps me out so much. I have all the ingredients right there. The recipes are simple to follow and the prep work and cleanup time is low. So if you're like me, you want to make some nice meals all by yourself at a great price, then just go to HelloFresh.com slash V O W sixty five And use the code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash VOW65 and use the code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
1: uffiofficial.com slash video lock and we thank them for sponsoring the voice wrestling podcast network
0: moving on now to song number three and this is for captain new japan sorry let me do that properly this is for captain Fucking new japan get the fuck out of here and the good captain's theme is by inosuke kitamura off the album NJPW 40th Anniversary Raising an Army, this is called Where Are You From? My name is Captain New Japan. <laughs> Captain New Japan, what fun times we had with you, my friend. Um, You know, it's funny, I didn't really remember this song all that well. Mostly because the good captain barely had any singles matches, and he won even fewer. So, (laughs) I don't have any real memories of this song, to be honest with you, but it's what you'd expect a Captain New Japan theme would be. You know, it's very stirring, heroic-sounding music, uh, very spirited and jaunty, got the hand claps in there, all quite befitting for a superhero fighting for justice, Alex.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you on uh, basically all counts there. You sent this uh, over to me uh, on the list, and I, I went and listened to it, and I said, uh, you know, Andrew, I've never heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it does, I mean, it fits his uh, his Captain New Japan character, and um, uh, like you said, with the kind of swelling nature of it, fits the, um, the, the kind of superhero vibe that, that he brought
0: to the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, last year for the Spooktacular uh, Me and Liam played a theme for another superhero The Hurricane And it's striking how similar these two themes are Because it has the heroic music And it also has the bit at the beginning Where he goes Watashi no name wa Captain New Japan Which means My name is Captain New Japan And that is basically his version of Stand back There's a hurricane coming through So yeah there are some common points Between the two songs Alex there sure is, yeah, that's, uh, that's a really interesting, uh,
2: interesting point. And um, the superhero uh, pro wrestler has, has rarely worked, but um, those are two examples where kind of they, they they landed at the level they were supposed to land at and maintained the, um, the vibe, I guess, of what those characters uh, could and should be in a, in a wrestling
0: world, right? Mm-hmm. yeah like I said earlier you know not many, uh, not many marks in the wind column for old Captain New Japan there that's for sure. but um, now now if you want to get spooky here, of course the good captain would later on turn heel and join bullet club as the original bone soldier and that was terrifying because the original bone soldier sucked badly. <laughs> I mean the look was horrible. He had like the original bone soldier mask over like a black nylon thing. He had cargo pants on with boots. He's a, he's a terrible wrestler as well. Um, the feud with Yoshitatsu was also pretty horrible. A- anyone who looks at New Japan nowadays and says, oh, House of Torture, it's so bad. That is nothing, nothing compared to just how awful OG Bone Soldier was. I mean, Kenny Omega called it an intergalactic disaster. And that about sums it up pretty well, I think. It It'll haunt me to the grave, Alex. I'm sure of it. <laughs>
2: yeah no i i see no lies uh from kenny omega there uh bone soldier was kind of towards the beginning of of, um when i was paying attention to new japan and um was was a tough sell i'll admit right (laughs) (laughs) um you know putting that next to um uh you know any of the main events and I know they're not next to, but putting, putting him on the same card as any of those main events is a real incongruent experience. Um, but, uh, really kind of gave life, um, to some of those tag matches with Tanahashi. And, um, uh, you know, I think for, for most of his run really, really played the part, um, that he was asked to do and, and did that well enough. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder what he's doing now, because he's been gone a long time from wrestling. His last match was in January 2017. He left New Japan a few months later, and he hasn't wrestled since. He's been pretty much MIA. Yeah, like um, nowhere, right? He hasn't
2: even popped up in, you know, one of the uh, one of shinways like, over
0: there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not even like a secret base or a hard hit or whatever. He's just been gone. Um, and it's funny, you know, <laughs> back in like 2018 when they did the vignettes for uh, Ishimori and his debut in the company as, as the new bone soldier, you know, they didn't say Ishimori was coming. They would just say, you know, bone soldier reborn or whatever. And it's like, Oh God, please. No, don't let him be back. Please God. No. But, um, it was Ishimori, um, who is, you know, a a tad better wrestler than the original bone soldier was. I think Alex, that's for sure. (laughs) Definite upgrade. Yes. Yes. Uh, Especially in the abs department. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Well, um, Theme number four, and it's for the uh, now departed Viscera, Big Vis, R.I.P. And Viscera has had a lot of themes in his career, but this one he had in like late 04 to early 05. This is from the Bruton Music Library. It's by Brian Luzietti and Douglas Rappaport, and it's called Another Way Out. <laughs> alright, now we have some real proper spooky music here with the haunting atmospheric keyboards. You got the bells, the deep bass line. There's a creepy violin at one point. It's a whole spooky soundscape. And it's appropriate for Viscera because remember, Viscera wasn't just this big fat dude. The origin of the entire character is that the Ministry of Darkness kidnapped Mabel at the Rumble in 99 and turned him into Viscera with the white eye contacts and the bleached mohawk and all that. I mean, he's called Viscera. For God's sake, of course, we'll get some spooky music, Alex.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. And, uh, you know, he was a pretty spooky guy at the time, too, right? With the, the, whether it was the black leather or the brown velvet, he kind of, um, and neither of those were, were, per, uh, particularly welcoming. Um, yeah, a big spooky guy with, with spooky music. This song is like four. Four or five different songs all mashed together with the same uh, backing track—it feels like to me. Um, and that might be that might be the nature of the of a music library, right? Um, but uh, yeah, definitely a weird song, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they kept up the whole spooky thing with this raw long after the ministry was over, because again, he had this from like late 04 to early 05, which is right before he did the whole "world's largest love machine" gimmick. So he was still you know, Ministry-era black bodysuit Viscera with the contacts and all that, but there was no Lord of Darkness Undertaker or Higher Power or whatever. He was just some guy on the roster. And yet they never really changed up that whole Viscera gimmick at all until the Love Machine gimmick came around, hence this theme song. Um, so yeah, this is kind of like a, a low-key, forgotten, under-the-radar banger, I think, Alex.
2: Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, especially if
0: you pick one of the songs inside of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a late-stage Beatles song, all these different parts that just come together there. Oh, um, don't do the Beatles like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, Abbey Road, there's all medley of stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Viscera, I mean, I'll say this too about the guy. He's had quite a few banger themes in his career. I mean, this one, his 2000 theme from Know Your Role, uh, the Men on a Mission theme, the Big Daddy V theme, Calling All Cars. So, uh, yeah, I mean, say what you will about Big Vist, but uh, the man had some choice themes over the years, Alex, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, obviously the the Men on a Mission stuff is going to be, um, I don't know if it's the best, but it, it's what I'll always remember him for, uh, music-wise. And, um, you know, not... And he'll also be remembered for that run as uh, Men on a Mission and kind of the, the bomb that came with it but I mean he was around for a long long time and did uh, I mean he was, he was there for a lot of interesting and important angles in the history of that company so I think he's a guy who um, is at risk of, of maybe fading into the background but I, I
0: sure hope he doesn't because he was such an, an interesting character and was around for so long Oh, yeah, yeah. I know he was, like, on and off with WWE at times, but, I mean, he went from 93, 94, Men in a Mission, to the King Mabel era, to the Ministry, to World's Largest Love Machine, and then Big Daddy V in, like, 08 ECW and Sci-Fi. which, I mean, you're talking, like, on and off 14, 15 years there, which, yeah, a hell of a run for the guy, absolutely. And, and, again, just look at him. I mean, you will never forget Viscera, because that guy stands out... In a lot of ways, Alex, that's for sure. <laughs> that's a unique character, Andrew. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, good old Big Vis. R.I.P., my friend. Well, the final theme here, and it's a current theme in AEW, it's for Julia Hart of the House of Black, which I guess is still a thing. We'll see what happens there. But uh, Julia's theme is by Con Young, featuring Emma Boaster and Jordan Olds. This is called Harder Heart. <laughs> This might be the young Evanescence fan in me, uh, with the massive crush on Amy Lee, which I still kind of do, but (laughs) I like the song a lot. I I fully acknowledge that it's, you know, total geeky House of Black lore, but it's a good song. I'm a sucker for, you know, powerful female vocals, the music is nice and heavy, it's in line with other House of Black themes, so, yeah, I'll take the lore in this case, Alex, I don't care, it's a good song. (laughs) Yeah, this was...
2: um... You know uh, put Julia Hart in the camp with Captain New Japan uh, first time anyone's ever uttered that sentence but um, I didn't know she had her own spooky theme to go with her, uh, her turn over to House of Black um, and so this was uh, really my first time recognizing it and this, this is not a bad song at all I think it's definitely the best one on our uh, on our list today and um, yeah I, I hope it becomes something that you know we hear more of uh whether it's attached to the whole house of black or or just julia hart um i think it really works for kind of the uh it doesn't have to be spooky it could just be goth and you know kind of black and um yeah it doesn't need all the the lore despite the fact that it's got it i think uh it's just a good wrestling entrance
0: yeah and uh there aren't that many lyrics but um they still tell the story of julian house of black Born from pain inside my veins Bred for war, begging for more None shall mourn, I am reborn Live in sin, the house always wins My heart grows harder, darker and darker I see the truth, my blood flows black with you So it's telling the story of Julia getting, you know, gooped in the face by Malachi Black And turning heel and all that And, um, it's funny though The song is very, you know, heavy metal and gothic and over the top and all that Julia, though, doesn't have, like, a really big metal vibe to me. I mean, they, they did gother up a little bit for the stable, of course, but still, you know, real-life cheerleader Julia Hart and gothic operatic metal song, it's a weird mix, you know? But um, if it's the character, at least, there is that, Alex, so. Yeah, it's an odd fit, and, and all credit to Julia Hart
2: for, like, diving into this this new thing, like, as you say doesn't seem like a exactly natural part of her personality, right? They say uh, some of the, the most successful wrestling um, gimmicks are just natural personalities turned up to 11 or 12, and uh, I'm not sure that is necessary uh, necessarily Julia Hart in this role, <laughs> but she has, uh, I, I think, really dove into it, um, and I think she's been one of the uh, better parts of uh, House of Black, in in her time with them um and i'm really interested to see uh what house of black does with uh you know potentially half the
0: crew gone right Mm -hmm. i I do like the look she has now with the hat and all that very very stevie nicks-esque of her i do like that a lot um and i'm glad they didn't
2: dye her hair right like the the obvious thing to do is take the blonde cheerleader and dye her hair dark and now she's a spooky witch, like you say. But um, they didn't do that, and I think it actually uh, kind of adds more to her character to have the uh, the blonde hair with the rest
0: of the spooky vibe. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that, uh, you know, with all the stuff going on with Malachi and Buddy, that uh, her and Brody, they're they're linked to them, obviously, because they're in the same stable. So it's like, it's kind of up in the air how much they'll use them with all the stuff going on with, Malachi and Buddy on hiatus, but um, hopefully they, they use him still, because I think there is money in the Brody King banana stand, and um, you know, Goth Witch Julia Hart is A-OK in my book, so uh, if they want to keep him going as a duo for the time being, uh, I, I say go ahead, do it.
2: Yeah, that could be a lot of fun, and then the, um, uh, the Rampage match uh, a few weeks ago was, I mean, she definitely went above and beyond for that one. Oh, so, yeah. Um, uh, and that was a good match too. I really, yeah. really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see more of of them as a duo. I think they were uh, they've got a lot of potential to them.
0: Yeah. Luckily, the hat was okay, so we're all good in that sense. Oh, least. is that so, confirmed? Uh, you found that out? Uh, it was confirmed on Twitter that the hat was okay afterwards. So uh, you know, whew, dodged a bullet there. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. But um, but I do want to say one more thing here about this song. Uh, Colin Young is in the band God's Hate which is also the band that Brody King is in. So pretty convenient, I'd say. Um, uh, Emma Boaster is a singer of a band called Dying Wish. And Jordan Olds uh, did the guitar solo. He's the guy who does Two Minutes to Late Night, which is like a metal late night talk show YouTube thing. So uh, yeah, Brody King using his metal connections there to uh, make Julia's song, which is you know pretty cool, I'd say, Alex. Hold on, can you... What is a heavy metal talk show? Can you explain that to me? Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, Jordan he wears like a uh, king diamond face paint, and uh, I think he goes by the name Guarcenio Hall, uh, which is pretty funny. But it it's just like a you know a metal interview show, pretty much. That that's what it is. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, all right, well that's gonna do it for this episode of Music of the Mats. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, Alex, thank you for being here. Your first time on, it was just an absolute blast. So thanks so much. Oh, I appreciate
2: that, Andrew. I had a really great time. Thanks so much for uh, inviting me on the show, and uh, happy
0: Halloween, everybody. Of course, of course. Uh, any plugs you want to give, go right ahead.
2: Yeah, if you uh, are looking for me uh, on the internet, you can find me at Alex Wendland on Twitter. Um, uh, if you're mostly interested in um, Wisconsin politics and uh, Liverpool Football Club, uh, that's that's a great place to discuss those things. Um, other than that, I generally make a couple appearances uh, annually on the voices of wrestling.com, uh, wrestling website. Um,
0: and, uh, yeah, that's about all I got right now. All right. And music of the mat is of course, part of the voices of wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great shows on there at voices of com. Follow the show on Twitter at music of the Matt. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T rich voices of com slash discord for all discussions and comments. VoicesofWrestling.com slash donate for all donations. uh, Just click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And one more time, HelloFresh.com slash VOW65. Use the code VOW65 For 65% off plus free shipping. Uh, Alex, thank you again. Happy Halloween to you as well. And I'll see you around. Sounds good. Thanks, Andrew. All right. For Alex Wendland, I'm Andrew Rich. And I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.